actually have a very large head. So no, we say that about you. Because <laughs> I'm so smart. Hard. Mm-hmm. We say that too. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> she just keeps scooting back. I know. Well, our I listeners. Know. Oh, I can still hear you. Don't you worry. Listened enough to know that my giggles are very loud, so I'm trying to save people from Do my ear-piercing giggles. I didn't realize you were a giggler. No, never. You kept mm-hmm. that one quiet. Tammy's hosting for us this week, which is always me and Amanda's favorite, because Tammy is the only one of the three of us who's really processed how to properly research. No. I feel like I've gotten really good at researching, actually. But it started out not so great. Started out not doing it at all. Go back to our first episode and you'll know. Um, I think for our first anniversary, which is still a little ways away, but I think for our first anniversary, we need to have a listening party and listen to our very first episode together. Oh, God. (laughs) It's only about a month and a half away at this point. Yeah, what you said. That's crazy. I guess it wasn't our first. That's no, when we first started the project. That was, that was our first business meeting. Sure. Yeah. That's Not true. to be confused with the other times that we would just get together. <laughs> <laughs> no, because February, we launched in February, so we yeah. still have a couple of months that's to go. That's true. But um, we'll do something big and fun for our first anniversary. Yeah. I think we should do a musical. Oh. Yeah, okay. Um, you've got a couple of months to get that together. So if you want to start writing, <laughs> you, heard it, you heard it here first. We'll be doing a musical episode for our first oh, anniversary. And Amanda doing. will be hosting that one, even if it's not her turn. <laughs> get ready. <laughs> I am. I'm ready right now. I'm not, I'm not ready. You've got a few months. Yeah. You may want to actually excuse yourself, let me and Tammy record here, because you've got some work to do. <laughs> <I know. laughs> not wrong. i got to go. Go get a head start. All right. So All right, Tams. What, Tam, what is up? So... Back in July, we saw Counting Crows in concert, and that mm-hmm. was on my... So good. Yeah, so good. Always so good. That was on my list of topics that I was going to research, and so I finally got around to doing some research on crows, but I did more... There's more than one superstition around crows, or mm-hmm. I guess just a little bit more story that's not necessarily always about counting, although counting crows does seem to be the biggest superstition-like thing about them. Just, just like physically way- counting if you see crows, is that correct? Like, you see them and you count the number of crows? Yeah, because depending on how many you see, it could be a different omen for different things. Gotcha, okay. I have literally never heard of that. I am intrigued. I heard about it with magpies. Yeah, it's the same. Is it the same animal? They're not the exact same, but I think pretty much what I found in my research is that uh, superstition about magpies Uh also is the same for crows and vice versa. So basically, like, if you're in Europe, it's more around magpies, but here it's more about crows. Because we don't really have magpies, do we? We don't have magpies. Okay. Makes sense to me. So, in Wyoming. Sorry? Wyoming has them. Oh, sure. I thought you said we don't have them here in Wyoming, and I thought, my lord, the child does not know where she lives. <laughs> She's lost it. It's that explains one. so much. <laughs> okay. Sorry, starting early with you. No. <laughs> well, so, anyway... <laughs> Back to the crows. Apparently, um, crows have been seen as a bad omen for things such as bad luck or death since the story of Apollo and the crow. Do you guys know that story in Greek mythology? I know Apollo. I don't know the story about the crow, but I know Apollo was the sun god. Right. And and he's the son of Zeus. Yes. So, um, apparently the word crow in Greek is koron, and I'm hoping that I'm pronouncing these right because I looked them up, but... You know, the internet doesn't always tell you the truth, so... Didn't give you a pronunciation guide? Well, I did look up how to pronounce them, like, videos, and to listen to them, but, again, who knows? That could have just been somebody... Truth. ...thinking they were cute recording the words. 
Right. <laughs> Could have been me. <laughs> anyway, so um, it's said to come from the name of Apollo's mistress, which was Coronis. Coronis is said to have left her lover Apollo to marry a mortal named Iscus. Mm-hmm. Okay. The crow, which was white at the time, was the messenger who told Apollo of the affair, and Apollo was so angry that he burned the crow's feathers, forever turning it black, and burned Coronis to death. Wow. Um, He's a very angry man. Don't you know those Greek gods did a lot That's of true. things out of anger? They were very vengeful. They were. Yeah. Is Coronis um, the patron saint of Corona beers, or uh, is that I, not I associated? That's probably accurate. That's yeah. really all I could think of when I saw her name, too. Yeah. I was going to not bring it up, but since you did. My brother is pretty good at Greek mythology. Yeah. We could, I would say we could phone him in, but we don't really know how to phone in someone on a podcast. So <laughs> since Maybe we lack that technical skill, we're going to uh, just wait till this episode airs and my brother will text me with the information far yeah. too late. Continue. <laughs> Thank you in advance. Yes, thanks, Colin. (laughs) In another version of the story, apparently he actually turns her into the black crow. Okay. And then I read something about if you see two black crows together, it can be representative of her forbidden love with Iscus. So there was more than one version. But either Mm -hmm. way, Apollo turned the white crow black. Iscus was the mortal that she married. Right. Got it. Okay. Um, and then there was another story for, it was just like, I found a couple of stories of why crows are black, which seemed to also be the start of how they came to be seen as a bad omen. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know why most of the time when you look up stuff about colors, it's supposed to be like white is like purity and black is the bad luck color. Although mm-hmm. later in the episode, I did find somewhere in my research, there's some stuff about black that's actually more positive. So I thought that was pretty cool because it's like a different yeah, it's the mm-hmm. inverse take on it, right? So anyway, apparently there's a story according to Islamic faith that Muhammad, who is the founder of Islam and the last prophet sent to earth by God, was hiding from his enemies in a cave. And uh, a white crow spotted him and cried, I'm probably going to say this wrong, but uh, gar, which means cave. Um, And even though the men who were after Muhammad didn't understand the crow, when he escaped the cave, it is said that he turned the crow black for his betrayal and cursed him to only speak one phrase for eternity, which is gar. Which is kind of the noise they make. Wow, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, so those are two different stories but same result basically like the crow started out white being punished so i thought that was interesting so more about counting crows the um well the superstition that insists that the number of crows that you spot determines whether you are seeing an omen that's good or bad like you said it seems to have originated in europe Mm -hmm. uh there was a lot of different rhymes and originally Apparently it originated in Europe sometime in the 1600s was when, like, the first recording of the the rhyme about counting crows uh, appeared. But it was originally referred to as magpies since it was in Europe. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did read that. So I guess magpies, crows, and ravens are all corvids. I didn't rush it or wrote it down, but I think I'm saying that right. Corvids, they're, it's just that type of bird. A lot of the superstitions that apply to one apply to Kind of interchangeable. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, so there's many different versions of a song, chant, or nursery rhyme that have been recorded since the beginning of the superstition. And the number of crows that you see may be an omen for different things depending on which version you know. The reason that I even know about this superstition at all is because of the lyrics in Murder of One, which is a Counting Crow song. And he says, I'm not going to try to sing it because I'm not a good singer. It's going to be hard for musical episode. I'll do Adam Turret's No Justice if I try to sing it, but the way he says it is one for sorrow, two for joy, three for girls, and four for boys, five for silver, six for gold, seven for a secret never to be told. And that's the only part of it that's in the song. But in a continuation of that particular list, for that rhyme, eight was for a wish, nine for a kiss, and ten for a time of joyous bliss. That's one version. Um, Instead of, there's so many different versions, I kept Mm -hmm. finding more and more and more, and there was no way I was going to be able to go through all of them and people would get very tired of listening 
listening to it very quick. Just, just counting over and over. Yeah. Right. So in general, the number of crows that you see could mean this. I'll just have kind of like the biggest thing for each one. Sure. If you see one crow, um, that's really the omen for bad luck loss, death, an unpleasant or catastrophic change. And apparently it's pretty unusual to see them alone. They usually uh, travel together. So I think that is another reason why they can they were considered bad luck okay. because it's not really all that normal. Two crows is for good luck or a change for the better or joy. Two is not so bad. Although in the other story it said two could be the, you know, forbidden love, but I guess that's not necessarily a bad thing. But it's still a pairing. So yeah, it's like... exactly. Uh, three crows could be a wedding or a celebration or the birth of a girl, which is where three for girls mm-hmm. comes from or mm-hmm. in some versions it could have meant a funeral so i thought that was weird because huh. it wasn't really it didn't really tie into the rest of them um four crows is for the birth of a boy more specifically or a new beginning five crows can be mean money coming in or good business six crows major money change it could be a loss or a gain it's kind of a gamble with six uh seven crows a secret or mystery or curse maybe if you tell mm-hmm. the secret you'll be cursed it could be i don't know um eight crows was for a life-altering experience usually positive. Nine was for love or positive recognition. Ten crows was a complete turnaround in luck. Eleven, uh, news, surprise, secrets hidden or revealed. So some of them it's like, it doesn't really do you any good to count them because you don't know what it's going to mean anyway. (laughs) Um, Twelve crows was also for good luck, completion or fulfillment. And thirteen crows was for completion or the end of a situation. And some things that I read, people, some people just believe that even numbers are good omens and odd numbers are bad omens, but that doesn't always match up because like nine crows was for love or positive recognition, which isn't bad, but it's an odd number. So I don't know. It's just... I have to say eight or above. It sounds like you're in... Well, pretty good shape. And really, bring on the eight crows. So if you find a flock of crows, you're set. <laughs> yeah, right. Unless it's one. You don't want one. No. Eight or above. <laughs> oh, eight or more. So. Yeah. Yeah. All I right. was looking at my notes and everything above eight was all over <laughs> <numbers>. <laughs> Tammy's like, that's not even right. I'm not that bad at math. Inaccurate. <laughs> I'm just a teacher. Don't mind me. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. She's elementary. She's not teaching algebra. <laughs> yeah, but I should know the order of numbers. <laughs> so what was interesting, though, is that like a lot of the rhymes went up to six or maybe even eight, but pretty much after eight, it's kind of just like all bets are off. You never mm-hmm. know what you're going to find. Ah. But the most research and the most history to explain to explain why it was a superstition in the beginning was for one crow being bad luck or death. So one crow is considered a death omen because they are the messengers. This is a little bit confusing, but they they are considered to be the messengers that guide souls from the living realm to the afterlife. So I thought you said living room. <laughs> <laughs> To that's, that's the next place to the front specific. door. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is a little specific, isn't it? <laughs> you need to die in the living room things. <laughs> <laughs> the looks I get from my sister. <laughs> Because Tali is now going to text us when this episode comes out and say that has to go on a t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> she is. Things. Yeah, Tali is our marketing manager, which is great because one day we'll have marketing material. Yeah. Tali has all the ideas and nobody's following through on them. Amanda. Uh, no, ma'am. <laughs> oh, my. So crows are thought to have a powerful knowledge of life and death cycles, which I didn't really get a clear explana- explanation on why they were so knowledgeable, except for that I guess a lot of times crows are considered to be pretty wise. When a crow is near a window or a home, it means death is near. A crow is said to visit several days in a row before the death takes place, and the crow will visit again after the person has died to tell the family that their loved one has made it to where they're going and achieved rebirth. However, you choose to take rebirth as you know um, it's kind of considered as a message from the loved one kind of like a you know, text me when you get home type thing. Oh, that's kind of cute. Why did that make me so sad? 
was a large reaction. Some You're people interdimensional text message via Raven. Oh no, Crow. What are we talking about? Mm, whatever. Corbin's. <laughs> I had a note here about Raven that I didn't want to interrupt you, but I was gonna mention later, and so then I'm reading my no, own go notes. Ahead, now that you... No, no, no. Ahead. Continue. I'll throw it in. No, I maybe, know what's about the Raven. maybe when I edit this, it'll feel cohesive. Maybe. Not likely. Probably. <laughs> I'm probably not gonna edit it. I'm just gonna let it play through. So some people believe that a crow near the house is a, a sure sign that someone will die but others see it just as just a meaning that you're going to have an unlucky future. Other things that I found about single crows... <laughs> I thought she was raising her hand to be no. called on. But she's actually just sitting with her arm in the air for no reason. So I'm sorry. I feel like Tammy I'm does stretching. this like, beautiful research and then you and I just work to distract her for the whole episode. Well, what you need to know is that this is my actual job to do a lot of research <laughs> and prepare a lot of material and then have people do very distracting things while I'm trying to present it. So I'm so used so to it. That's why I just look at you. It doesn't even, it doesn't even such an just, accurate statement. Just yeah. do the teacher face. Like, I'll just wait. Apparently in Russia, it's believed that witches can take the form of a crow. Now, now they're associated with witchcraft. Um, and then another reason why they, some people just said that they're considered to be bad luck or like a death omen because a group of them is called a murder. A group of crows is called mm -hmm. a murder? A murder of crows. I did okay. not know that. No, I definitely... That's why the song is called Murder of One. Oh, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> I genuinely did not know that. And then also crows have a habit of eating dead bodies, like on a battlefield or Ugh. like oh, gallows yeah. or something. You know, like they're always there. On yes, stars. you're right. Because you've heard, you've like read or heard people in movies say like, oh yeah, food, feast for crows yeah. or food for crows. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense actually. So they're kind of just associated with death anyway. In this um, superstition as well, they did give some advice on how to protect yourself or what you can do to reverse yes. the bad luck if you happen to run into a single crow. I ain't afraid of no crow. <laughs> no, that wasn't one of them, but you can try it. Apparently if you see one crow, you can say, greetings, Mr. Crow. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> or Mr. Magpie. So. I salute you. So you're actually just like inside Amanda's head right now. Yeah, right. Amanda is exactly the first person that I thought about yeah. when I was reading this. <laughs> oh, hello, because Mr. Crow. she would do something like that anyway. Greetings, And Mr. then she Crow. would say, oh, hello, Mr. Crow. You're so fluffy and kind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amanda and Fiona are walking down the road. Yeah. I, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was listening back when our Black Cat episode aired and Amanda said something like, yes, he was very fluffy and kind. And I'm like, you literally just met this cat. Like, how do you know that? Do you oh, know yeah. his personality? Would this be the cat that I met that she didn't her, even? Her, her lick or Ehrlich, something? Yeah. yeah. You can tell she didn't even meet the cat. He looked he's... fluffy and kind. That's what it was. He looked very, yes, because you sent a picture. That's what it was. <laughs> he looks very kind. Literally, no cat ever looks kind. They might be kind, but they do not look kind. Okay, I feel that, like you cannot that argue with that. That we saw at breakfast this morning looked like the sweetest little nugget. No, was a kitten, he didn't. So. It looked like a cat. It didn't look kind. Aaron's, it's like Aaron's busy trying to figure out how they're going to steal your soul or something. Yeah, it's like, look, I'm super precious, but I will eat your soul when you're not paying attention. Like, it does not look kind. Mm. I'm going to get a letter from, like, the SPCA after this. Yes. Peta, thank you. What's wrong with me? <laughs> does not care. What no, they're like, that. adopt, anyway, don't shop. I don't care what you yeah. think about the animals. Greetings, Mr. Crow. Yeah. Since we were talking about crows and not cats. Yeah. So you can say, greetings, Mr. Crow. I salute you. Some say you should bow or tip your hat to him and to reduce the risk of catastrophe. So in the research that I read on this, it actually said, um, don't worry about what your neighbors think. 
if you don't want the bad luck, just go ahead and bow or tip your hat to the crow. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I would do it. Like, absolutely. Why, why chance it? On a more positive note, instead of bad luck, some see a solitary crow to actually be the ultimate good luck charm and believe that you should make a wish when you see one. So here we are making wishes again. Mm-hmm. Crows are known as an omen or symbol of change. So some believe that they are tied to ancient magical laws and wisdom when they call to us, which I don't understand if this meant like the crow is actually like calling at you or if it's just when you see them, they're calling to you. Mm-hmm. But either way, when they call to us, we see our authentic self or soul self. And I'm like, Amanda's going to be all over this too. Mm-hmm. Love it. She's going to see a crow. And instead of thinking someone's going to die now, she's going to be like, my true self. My soul. Um, Greetings, so- Mr. Crow. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally the best Amanda moment we've ever had on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, too bad there wasn't video for that. I know. I know, because it was, like, very regal. Where she just kind of, like, did the queen wave at the same time. Okay, so I'm I'm a little bit confused. Yeah. So You should be. <laughs> yeah. I'm literally confused why we're still doing this when, like, not a single episode has ever been cohesive. Yeah. No, I'm confused. So <clears throat> if you see the crow, you just assume because you see the crow that that's the other half of your soul? Or is it, like, if you have a long, drawn-out conversation with it, and you're like, oh, this is my son. I'm don't, I don't understand. Well, I was getting to that kind of, but it is kind of all taking a little bit of a leap. Mm-hmm. So let me get through this and see if your question okay. still stands. Okay. No fair. I'm teacher again. Can I finish? No. You know what? <laughs> me we need a little bit of direction in this ADD room. <laughs> so, and, and this kind of ties in, I think, to why crows are considered to be wise. They build their nest very high so they can watch everything around them. So it's believed that by listening, I guess that because they can see and are more Mm -hmm. all-knowing. It's believed that by listening to the sound of its call, you will be reminded of who you are and what you're capable of. You are also being reminded to look ahead of you and beyond your present range to get out of your comfort zone. So it's more about, like, accepting change, I think, the way that I took it. Which, again, like, if you're making a leap, it could mean that, like, if you're accepting the change or, like, a change that you need to, like, move out of your comfort zone, it's kind of like seeing your true self. I I think it's all very spiritual. And, again, Mm -hmm. on a whole nother note, it was really, separate from like the superstition of like Mm -hmm. crows being bad luck and everything but I just thought it was interesting because it was like polar opposite of what I found. Crows are also thought to be able to survive in almost any situation because of their adaptability to environment and their willingness to eat anything. Mm. So because of that crows are seen as a symbol to remind you that you can adapt and awaken through major change. So yeah. That's very deep. I like it. So if that kind of explains, I mean, that's about as much explanation as I can give you for that. That's all good. Because I was like that too. I'm like, wait a minute. We literally just went from a death omen to this... It means you can see your authentic self. Now I'm very confused. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's about... It's more of like just a symbol to accept that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So what I'm hearing you say is that if you see a crow, it can mean whatever the hell you want it to. True. Okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure that I understand. Within within reason. Oh, there, sure. There several, within reason. Mm-hmm. Several versions of the rhyme. So you need to pick one of those. At least. I will. Don't go making your own stuff up. Or do. I don't really care what you do. Teach your voice. In fact. Yeah. Um, that was a... Don't you do it. That was... One of those, yes, Aaron, there really are stupid questions. And you just ask one. <laughs> no, I don't do that. <laughs> so they're also a symbol of magic and creation. And this is what I was talking about earlier about the color black being more of a positive re- representation. It's supposed to represent creation and new existence. So black is the color of night. Each day it gives birth to the light of a new day. Okay. Which is kind of cool, I think. Yeah, it is. It also represents immense power. I happen to like um, black as a color, obviously. It's always in my wardrobe. Mm, it's a good <laughs> and I don't look good in white, so I appreciate the positivity about the black. It's a good color, I'm not gonna lie. To a new day. Yeah, that's me. That's me. Um, Tammy's all sunshine and rainbows. Oh my god. Could we finish? (laughs) They were there, I swear. (laughs) Amanda is hallucinating. There is no one there. I don't care if there's someone there. (laughs) 
I'm gonna be fair. honest. <laughs> That's fair. I'm but... trying not to choke myself on these headphones too. I'll just wait. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one there. Okay. This is getting ridiculous. Okay. I can't wait anyway. to host next week and I'm gonna start throwing things around the room. No, she already <laughs> did that. <laughs> happened. So moron, no, I don't, I wrote moron magic here. It said that a croak, I'm so lost. <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore. I'm really recently. sorry. I feel like I do this every time you host. I'm, it's like my ADD kicks in and I'm like, no, this is making too much sense. Let's throw a giant monkey wrench in the middle of this episode. Well, so when I teach my third and fourth graders, I have to do like hands-on activities and things to keep them engaged. Maybe I need to start preparing activities for you to keep if them you engaged. Could bring, if you could bring us something tactile, like maybe some Play-Doh or something. Sure. Yeah. Really I've got some with lavender. Bring you guys some lavender Play-Doh. Oh, man. I wish you would have made that for me as a kid. Man. I literally just said your name. Yeah. I mean, so if you go to the store, they have purple Play-Doh. <laughs> I can't stand you. I know. You probably I already have lavender oil. You could probably do this yourself. I could. Take control of your own self, ma'am. <laughs> You're grown. Rude. The logic was oh. just so clear. Oh boy. That's what you get for derailing my crows. Okay. <laughs> Please continue on all yours. So it is said <laughs> that a crow can also be a symbol that you will begin to use your second sight. You can't see me doing air quotes right now. Um, which basically means you would become clairvoyant. Mm. You will see beyond human capability and into the spirit realm, which is a little out there, but also when I'm doing this research, it reminded me of the one-eyed raven. Right, okay. Yeah, that's that's what, what I was writing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Literally, I couldn't remember what they called him. But the one yeah. eyed raven, yeah, Brian. yeah. The one eyed raven. Three eyed raven. The three eyed raven. Three, three eyed raven. the three eyed raven. It's good, I wrote down one. Anyway, so here's, here's, a good, here's a good point for you to put in your comment about ravens from earlier. Well, I think it's the three eyed raven because it, it can is. look to the past, the present, yeah. and the future. Yes. <laughs> I did write a couple of things down because I actually was making an effort to not interrupt you, and then that went out the window when Amanda started seeing spirits, and I'm <laughs> physically climbing over her in the chair to look out the window. That did happen. So, <laughs> yeah, again, just another reason we're grateful that there's no video to go with this audio. Mm -hmm. Accurate. I thought about Game of Thrones a lot while you were talking mm -hmm. one because of the three-eyed raven but two at castle black they call them the crows, crows the right crows, yeah. and mm -hmm. i always figured it was just because they wore all black and they uh -huh. look like crows but then maybe it's because too like with what their job is uh -huh. as like the night's watch like they there is a huge association with death and protecting the realm mm -hmm. and all that so maybe it's like yeah, i didn't even think about it's that. kind of bad luck to see a crow to see a sure. member of the sure. night's watch because you don't know like if they're away from castle black that's not a good thing necessarily mm -hmm. and they're not supposed to be on their own and they're not <laughs> supposed to be on their own because they make poor choices, as we all know who have seen the show. Um, and then the other thing that I was thinking about is in London, there's the Tower of London, right? Mm -hmm. With the big historical old castle where the kings used to live, and then it was a prison, and that's where so many of the famous executions took place. Anne Boleyn was beheaded there. Uh, Catherine Howard, who was another Henry VIII wife, was beheaded there. And now it's not a residence anymore, but it was for um, hundreds of years. It was a royal residence, and generations and like that's where the the princes went missing when they were imprisoned in the tower of london and it's still a royal property although it's more of a museum than anything else but there is a superstition in england that the monarchy will fall when the ravens leave the tower oh is it to be like six of them I saw it's six or about seven yeah. no i think it is six and they keep a seventh in case mm -hmm. one ever dies yes. i think that's what it is now oh we saw gosh. we toured the tower of london when we were there back in march and we saw these suckers like they are enormous i mean they are the fattest biggest birds i've ever seen yeah. in my life and they have their wings clipped so they can't live. Mm. Le leave. <laughs> they do need to live. They have them clipped so that they can't leave. And right. that's why they keep it seventh. That's what it is. Yeah. But they've got 
like on the Tower Green. No, I'm sorry, maybe the Tower Green's on the other side. It, it's very windy. It's a huge property. But they've got the space where they've got the big, and they have, like, I mean, they're named and pets, and there's, like, a guard that's yeah. assigned to guard the ravens. But that's what I kept thinking, like, there was that association, that oh, number. Wow. So remind me really quick what six stands for again. I can't remember the how major the superstition. Money, major money change, but it's. So, you know, the fall of the. Six gold is, like. You could see one. the fall of the monarchy being tied to mm -hmm. a monetary yeah. value. Anyway, that just kind of resonated with me when you were talking there. That's funny that you brought that up because I actually saw something about it in my research, but I thought I was already going in too many different directions. Mm -hmm. So I was like, let me not go off on reasons <laughs> too. Yeah, you're like, let me wait for Aaron and her ADD yeah. to just jump in the middle. Well, no, it's better that way. Yeah. Um, that means it's, uh, you know, there's some group participation going on here. <laughs> Instead of me just talking forever. But we all want that. But we all no, like to hear that forever. <laughs> so the story that I saw was something, I guess... Well, and maybe they do have one, but I think I saw a story where, like, actually two ravens, maybe that was the point of the story, like, two ravens died or got away or something at one point, and so they had to scramble to get, they mm -hmm. had extra ones, and they had to mm -hmm. get them there quickly or whatever, so that there would always be six. Mm -hmm. And it said that they renamed, or they named the two that they replaced the previous two with the same names, like, as a, a tribute to the... Yeah, I think they must have died because oh, whatever. Probably. But yeah, that's interesting that you... I can't remember what their names are. They kind of, you know, seemed to make sense when we were there. But yeah. when we were there, it was really rainy, which, yeah. you know, totally in unusual London. weather what? in London. No but I mean, it was like torrential and Kevin was kind of over it because yeah. he's not a big fan of the mar monarchy anyway. But I'm like, shh slow down there's history here yeah. there'd be yeah. history in these walls so i was i took forever i mean we were probably at the tower for like three or four hours oh, i made him go into man. everything it was awesome i know oh uh, it was awesome but by the time so that jealous. we got to the ravens we were pretty tired because we've mm -hmm. been there it was the last thing we saw before we exited and it's completely outside so we're like standing in pouring rain oh, and kevin's God. looking at me and he's like can we go i'm like yeah we can go fine <laughs> It was cool. I wanted to get Fiona's stuffed raven, but we've come to this understanding that our daughter has way too many toys. And so, like, we just keep getting her things that she doesn't need. And she'll even say, this was so nice of you to get this for me. I don't need more toys. <laughs> I know, kid. I know. That's hilarious. I got her a super frog when I was at TCU. And she was like, oh, he's so cute. I thought I didn't need more toys. No, <gasps> you really don't. She's very grateful, though. Oh, I just, yeah. I just love it. She's a good kid. Anyway, those were the two things that, you know... It's like not so much pop culture as it is like just you know high relevance in both history and story I suppose. Well there were some other pop culture references that I found before we're completely done. Yeah absolutely. Um, obviously the murder of one song that that's counting crows and then most of these pop culture references have to do with the rhyme mm -hmm. about counting crows more than just like a single one being bad luck. Apparently there was a song a UK children's show called Magpie that ran oh. from 1968 to 1980. Have you ever heard of it? No. I haven't either. Um, but apparently the theme tune to the show was some version of the rhyme. I should have probably looked it up so I would have known what I was talking about, but some version oh, cool. of that rhyme. And then I don't know if I'm saying this name right. Neil Gaiman or Gaiman? Yeah, Gaiman, the yeah. author. The Yeah, he's a comic book author. He wrote um, The Sandman. He's written a lot of, he wrote American Gods and he wrote Starlight. Oh, oh I didn't know that was the same guy. Anyway, yeah. in the Sandman comic, a character apparently recited at one point, I probably should know this, my husband's going to be like, your comic book knowledge is terrible. Um, <laughs> Mine is non-existent. <laughs> a character apparently at one point recited one for sorrow, two for sorrow, three for sorrow. So it's kind of like a play on this, except for mm -hmm. all sorrow. In the book, <laughs> The Mortal Instruments, City of Fallen Angels. Yes, I've read the whole series. It's very good. Have you? Mm-hmm. So you, do you remember the reference in there? Apparently there was something about Counting Crows in it. I don't, no. Um, it was a version of the rhyme was recited in the 1996 film, The Crow City of Angels, which meant to look it up and see if that was the same as like just the movie The Crow, or if it was a, like a sequel or something. Have you ever heard of the series, John the Lord Chamberlain? Mm-mm. 
apparently it's a series of historical mysteries and they all have titles related to this so like the first one was came out in 1999 and it was called one for sorrow i assume that the rest were like yeah know, kind of followed followed it right uh, other musical groups that have referenced it apparently there's a group i think it said it was a british folk group the unthanks and then another band called death by chocolate both have songs titled magpie okay so kind of have a reference to it and then i thought it was funny that this was actually like in a list of pop culture references because i told my mom when i was reading girl on a train by paula mm-hmm. hawkins she talks about the magpies a lot and that was like the i was like what are, i didn't know what a magpie was at that point yeah and I was like, she did yeah i was like what is that so i had to look it up and i'm like oh so basically it's a crow anyway what i read was that like three for a girl is kind of used as an underlying theme for that book so it's like i mean i don't want to give the whole book away in case somebody's gonna read it but it has a lot to do with like a girl mm-hmm. and her issues and there are like three major women that tell the story mm-hmm. and so uh, it's a great book i don't I remember know. the magpie reference though but it's been a few years since i read it i don't want to say it because yeah. it'd probably give away part of the story but they just they mentioned because we have so many hundreds of listeners that probably yeah. aren't yeah. gonna yeah. need to go out know. Yeah, i don't want to get like hate mail from Paula Hawkins, like, why'd you give my book? Yeah, away? I bet Paula Hawkins is listening to she's us probably, right now. She's probably. Didn't she tweet us the other day? Oh, yeah. yeah she most definitely. Kind of and decided to tune in. That's probably true. If anyone's <laughs> tuning in for a particular host, it is you. It's not <laughs> us. <laughs> um, there were a lot more, but those were like the biggest ones that I found. So if, awesome. if I missed any big ones, I would love to know listeners. Yeah. Give should her a shout. Should she like to tweet us? Yeah. She checks Twitter a lot. Yeah. Aaron will tell me about it. Yeah. I'll <laughs> screenshot it and send it to her. Um, I think this is going to be one of those like 11-11 where suddenly now that we've talked about it, we're going to start seeing all yeah. the things. Oh, yeah. So I don't know, listeners, I don't know if we've already said this in a past episode, so forgive the repeat if we have, but ever since we did the 11-11 episode where it was like the repetition of one, so one eleven work two, the three of us see those numbers all the time. And when I say the three of us, I really mean me and Amanda right. and occasionally Tammy. That's true. But it's not usually me. I feel like... Look, wasn't there one day that I sent these three screenshots yes. where it was like 11, it was 11, 11, 11, and 11, 11 again. It was crazy. And when I see it, every time I take a screenshot, it's like my same lock screen. So like Tammy and Amanda just get the same picture over and over and over again. But I swear that it's this, it's a new one every single time. <laughs> if you went through my photo gallery, there'd be like 50 pictures that all look identical. But it's true. I see it. All, we see it all, all the, time. the time. And when I was... Um, at campus a few weeks ago and I sent you the screenshot of my watch where it was like 11,111 11, steps. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't even move. My my like friends that were with me were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't take another step. And I was like trying to one-handed do it. Like, it was awkward. <laughs> it was awkward, but y'all needed to see but that. But we had to see yeah. it. You yeah. had to see Pretty it. Important. So I think it'll be that way. I'm going to see, gonna I'm going to start seeing crows and I'm going to start, because I read books all the time. I'm going to oh, start yeah, seeing references to mm-hmm. crows and, you know, mm-hmm. Hearing it and things, and I'm, I'm re-listening to King Falls again while we very patiently await the end of hiatus. Um, there's probably like a reference to a crow that I didn't catch the last time. You let us know. Yeah, maybe. I don't. I don't actually probably. think there's a reference to a crow, but like just, somehow that wouldn't shock me that no, like, it's gonna show up somewhere. You it's know, just garbage bears. Oh my god! I, the episode I just listened to on the way here was like where he was very passionately talking about his great hate for garbage bears, and I'm like, I just am like looking for someone to appreciate this with me. <laughs> I just really like wall crabs when he's talking about spiders and, and danger wall crabs. danger noodles. Danger noodles. That was the one for snakes. I couldn't remember it. <laughs> I knew it was something for snakes. I couldn't remember what it was. This grown man has this irrational fear of animals. Anyway, we talk about King Falls way too much, so that's that. (laughs) 
Hey, good right. job, Tammy. Yeah, seriously. If you see a single crow, make sure you uh, salute him and carry on with your life. Can you, like, as your sign-off, can you tell us one more time what you're supposed to do if you see a single crow? Like, Sorry. what you, but what you say. I can't remember what you said you're supposed to say. Oh, yeah, it was, um... Greetings, oh. Mr. Crow. You're supposed to say, no, you're right. <laughs> Greetings, Mr. Crow. I salute you. <laughs> I'm never gonna forget it. Can't do better than that. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Salt Over, Over Your Shoulder. Shoulder. A Redwater production. We appreciate your support. Your download allowed our crazy idea to gain steam and make it into your podcast directories. We couldn't do this without you. If you'd like to continue your support, you can engage with us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at SaltThePod, or follow us on Facebook at Salt Over Your Shoulder. You can also email us at saltoveryourshoulder at gmail.com. Special thanks to the one and only Andrew York for our awesome graphic. If you'd like to continue your support, please consider giving us a five-star review on your favorite podcast directory. This helps other people find us as well. You can also become one of our patrons at patreon.com saltthepod. See you next time!